It's the Chronicles of Aguna, and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition, we're going to be continuing our build-up to the big, big game. Arsenal welcome Olympiagos to the Emirates Stadium for the second leg of their UEFA Europa League round of 16 tie. The Gunners looking to cement their place in the last eight of the competition. Now, of course, we picked up a really, really positive result uh, out in Bireas. Arsenal winning 3-1, getting three away goals on the board. Lots to be positive about, lots to be optimistic about. However, we were burnt by Olympiagos last season. And we know, as much as we adore our club, that this team are capable of gifting people goals. They are capable of pressing that self-destruction button at any given point. So, while some would have you believe that this is a a foregone conclusion, done and dusted, Arsenal were through, I'm still a little bit cautious and I'll feel a hell of a lot better if Arsenal can nick a couple of goals early on in this second leg and put the tie to bed sooner rather than later. Are we favourites to progress? Of course we are. We've got three away goals on the board. Olympiagos need to score three times at the Emirates Stadium to progress. So, yeah, of course, we're the favourites. Of course, we expect to be talking about Arsenal uh, when it comes to Friday's Europa League draw. Uh, But we still have to get the job done. It's very, very important that Arsenal go out tonight, put in a professional display um, and get over the line. Will Mikel Arteta rotate tonight? Will he change it up a little bit? Will we see some of the so-called fringe players who have found themselves struggling for regular game time uh, brought into contention this evening. There's lots and lots to discuss, lots to think about. And on this edition of the podcast, I'm going to be bringing you my starting 11. I have to stress it. I do it every single time that this starting 11 is the 11 that I would pick and not necessarily the one that I believe Mikel Arteta is going to pick. But I will, um, I will, uh, I will explain my reasoning for picking the players that I do. And I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments as well. And towards the end of the show, uh, we'll get your questions in as well. Let's see uh, who's in the chat joining us. Big hello to everybody who's already there. Hello to Alcarp. Hello to uh, Steve, who's joining us. Hope you're well. Um, Big hello to Sam. Uh, Big hello to Eli, who says, uh, hey, Harry, looking forward to this one. Hoping for a stress-free relaxing game aren't we all my friend aren't we all uh big hello to graham usher who says hi harry we have to get this done can't wait for the lineup big hello to jb to side um ruthless guna says was just about to go to bed and i see this notification uh pop up well glad that you're sticking around to join us where are you watching us from ruthless guna and it's bedtime uh big hello to nigo as well hope you're well man um hermani uh one of our members says never been as confident as today you all know what it means when you trust Arsenal FC. Um, 
<laughs> Matt G says, Harry, I see more of you than my missus. Thanks for all the quality content, mate. Thank you, Matt, for your support. Um, and if you fancy supporting by becoming a member of the channel, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description. We'd love to have you on board. Also, quick reminder, while I remember, uh, we'll be bringing you a live watch along of the game tonight. Uh, so if you fancy coming along and watching uh, the second leg against Olympiagos in my company, then we'd love to have you. So come over, join me and uh, we'll go through the game together. It's always good fun and a good laugh. Uh, big hello to Andreas, who says, uh, hopefully Arteta will give a chance to Martinelli tonight. I'll come on to talk about that because that's been quite a big uh, talking point over the last few days. And of course, Mikel Arteta, as we discussed on one of yesterday's podcasts, has been talking about the fact that it's his fault. He takes the blame. He takes the responsibility for the fact that Gabriel Martinelli has been limited in his game time. So really interesting uh, words uh, from the boss on that one. Big hello to Bruno, to T-Talks, to everybody in the chat um, and uh, to Sam, who's joining us from Switzerland. Um, Ruthless Gunas come back to me. He's in Sydney. It's 11.30 p.m. here. Arsenal playing at 4.55. Mate, you better get to bed then <laughs> uh, so that you can be up in time for the game. And, you know, people say that fans overseas uh, are not as committed. That's absolute nonsense. Look at that. He's going to get up at 4.55 in the morning uh, to watch a game that we all feel. And again, I'm not going to say it's a foregone conclusion, but a game that we should be through in. I'll come back to some of your comments in a little bit and I'll get your questions uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, but keep filling up that chat box. Keep smashing the like button. It really, really does help. And subscribe to the channel if you're new. Right. Um, we talked about the game at length yesterday. I was joined by Gostandinos Lianos, Greek football specialist, journalist. Um, and Gostas, I know, uh, has been on the receiving end of some really nice comments off the back of coming on this show. And um, I plan uh, to bring Gostas on more regularly for a more uh, broader view to European football. So we're going to be doing uh, some extra shows uh, that are going to be a little bit different, where we'll be focusing on, on the Europa League in particular and some of the other continental stuff. So delighted that Gostas is going to uh, join us for those and really, really looking forward to it. So plenty more content to come your way. So uh, make sure you're supporting. Right. Uh, let's go on to my uh, 11 for tonight's game. And as I say, it is my 11. It's not necessarily the one that I believe Mikel Arteta will pick. And I'll probably explain uh, the differences uh, to what I want and or, or what I'm hoping for and what I think Mikel might do whilst we're going through this as well. So let's start with the goalkeeper. And I think the goalkeeper is, is a given. Um, I know it, well, he was certainly, I know some people don't agree, but I thought he was certainly at fault uh, for the goal that Arsenal conceded at Olympiagos last week. I, I, for me, there's no getting away from it, right? He played a pass in a very bad area. He can see from his goal, the game unfolded in front of him. And yet he plays the ball to Danny Sabas in a position where he's ultimately surrounded by four Olympiagos players. And we all saw what happened off the back of that. Danny Sabas dispossessed. And Yusuf El Arabi, catching Bern Leno out of position, managed to find the back of the net and uh, and hand uh, Olimbia an equaliser, a really cheap equaliser. And when I talked at the start of the programme about Arsenal's ability to push the self-destruct button at any given moment, that is exactly what I was talking about. That kind of incident, that kind of moment, the kind of moments that ultimately, if we want to progress, if we want to move forward, we have to cut out of our game. Uh, so Burn Leno would be in goal for me, despite that, because for me, he's still clearly 
Arsenal's number one goalkeeper. I'll start at left back and I'll go with Kieran Tierney. Um, I know some of you have been talking on social media. I've seen it about the possibility of Cedric coming in at left back and um, and giving Kieran Tierney a bit of a break. I just feel like with the way the Europa League is, with how important the Europa League is to us and you know the fact that we need to be very professional, I'd go with my strongest uh, players, particularly along that back line tonight. I think it's really, really important. And with Kieran Tierney, you know, if you see later on in the game that it's comfortable, you can take him off, right? You're permitted to make five substitutes in the UEFA Europa League. That's pretty much half of your team. So Mikel Arteta can reassess the situation at a later stage and decide whether he feels that people need a rest or deserve a rest, depending on the game state. But I'd always say that you should start strong because this competition is huge for us uh, this season. Moving over to right back, Hector Bayerin comes into the side for me. Um, I know, again, a lot of you prefer Cedric uh, to Bellerin at the moment, but I don't think Bellerin significantly weakens the team. I think there are things that Cedric does better, but I don't watch Bellerin in an Arsenal shirt and shit my pants like some Arsenal fans do. So for me, Bellerin at right back would be the answer. Didn't play at all against Spurs at the weekend, will be fully rested, fresh. And I think that we're, um, you know, we've got to manage the squad effectively at this moment, given how many games are coming um, and given the importance of them. I think one of the good things about this Arsenal side now is that there is competition for places. And for me, that, you know, that bodes well. You know, you want to see that competition. You want players to be challenging one another Um you know, for, for those starting positions. And you want, ultimately, the, the competition to be spurring people on to go on and perform better. I think that's been the case of late. I think that's probably one of the main reasons Arsenal's performances in general have improved. Yes, the results haven't always followed. Uh, but in terms of our performances, I don't think anybody could deny that we're in a far better place than we were before Christmas. At right centre-back, I'm going with David Luiz. And of course, there's a there's a case to be made that the veteran Brazilian defender deserves a rest. He's played a lot of football lately. We talk about his age quite a bit, whether he's, you know, it's suitable for him to continue playing every single week. But I just think he's so, so important to this team right now. He's emerged as our central defensive leader. And for me, as I said with Kieran Tierney, Tierney's situation is a little bit different because there isn't the option of bringing in another natural left-back. In David Lewis's case, there are alternatives. Rob Holding uh, did really well in that right centre-back position for a period of time, but he found himself out the side and he's not been able to get back in it. You look at Pablo Mari, you look at Gabriel, you, there's alternatives to David Lewis, but I think he's been so, so important. And right now, for me, I would pick any of those aforementioned three alongside David Luiz and feel relatively comfortable. I think that in Mikel Arteta's eyes, Gabriel is the number one. Um, but for me, I'm going to go with Pablo Mari tonight. I want that bit of balance, the left-footed uh, centre-back playing on the left. I think Mari was extremely unfortunate uh, to have been left out of the... Uh, out of the side to play in the North London derby and out of the side that faced Olivia Goz in the first leg. Uh, so I thought he was really, really unfortunate with that. So I think he probably warrants a place back in the side. And Gabriel, whose fitness was up and down, you know, we talked a lot about the impact of the coronavirus and how it maybe had a bit of a lasting effect 
on Gabriel. He's played a couple of games in quick succession. Probably feels like the right thing to do to give him a little bit of a breather this evening. So that is my back four for Arsenal's second leg against Olympiagos in the UEFA Europa League. Moving into midfield, I'm going with Granit Xhaka. Again, he's another player that you could make a strong case for having a rest. He's played so much football. For me, he's been Arsenal's probably their most consistent performer over the course of the last three or four months. I know a lot of fans don't like him. I know a lot of fans give him stick. I know he was culpable for the goal that we conceded at Burnley. But I still think that Xhaka is so, so important to Arsenal in many ways. One of which being his tactical awareness, his positioning, which seems to allow us to bomb Kieran Tierney on down the left-hand side, but also be a lot more resistant to the transitions. Um, and I think that he's a, he's a key part of this team. And so Granit Xhaka, for me, uh, will sit in the middle of the midfield. Alongside him, though, I'm going with Danny Ceballos. And that might raise some eyebrows. I've talked about the need to go strong tonight, but I just don't think Thomas Partey looks at full fitness right now. I just don't think that Thomas Partey looks at his best. I feel like the injuries have taken their toll on Partey and I feel like tonight would probably be an opportunity to give him a rest. I feel like Ceballos did well when he came on against Olympiagos, barring that one moment. I thought he played really well uh, across... Um, you know, you know, across the first leg against Benfica, obviously made the mistake in the second, but I thought, you know, I thought he did okay after that. I think again with Sabas, you know, there's a mistake there. We know that, but for me, he gives us an energy and a tempo, and he he really keeps the ball moving for Arsenal. And having him in the side actually improves our fluidity. I feel. But it's not really about Danny Sabayos here. It's more for me about Thomas Partey not quite being up to the level that we're expecting, that we're hoping for. I put that down to fitness. I'm not having a go at Partey. I'm not doubting his quality or his class or his ability. I just think he hasn't looked quite fit enough yet. And I think this will be a good opportunity to give him a rest because ahead of, uh, you know, ahead of Sunday, sorry, where we have a really important Premier League game against West Ham United. And if Arsenal were to maintain any hopes, any chances of sneaking into that top six in the Premier League come the end of the season. We need to get a positive result against West Ham at the weekend. And it won't be easy. So for me, Thomas Partey should be rested for that. Uh, and Danny Sabah should come in tonight alongside Granite Xhaka. Now, in the number 10 position, Martin Odegaard has really made it his own of late. But I'm actually going to go with Emil Smith-Rowe. And I'm going to go with ESR because I think partly because he was substituted early against Spurs. Uh, around about the 75th minute, he was withdrawn. I know he's had injury problems of late. I know he's not been 100% fit, but I think Martin Odegaard has just played a lot lately and needs a bit of a breather. Been mega impressed with Martin Odegaard. I actually think he's probably at a higher level than Emil Smith-Rowe. It's not to take anything away from the lad. I just really rate Odegaard. Uh, but with Smith-Rowe, we know he prefers to play in that central position. And so I would have absolutely no qualms with him playing in that number 10 role, the role he made his name and relying on him to supply that front line. Um, again, as I keep talking about, you know, the the, the ability to have to make five substitutions in this game in these games is massive. And again, you're talking about a situation where you could make a change if needs be. But I would start personally Emil Smith-Rowe. 
Moving forward to the right flank, for me, it's Nicolas Pepe. Uh, Bukayo Saka obviously went off at half-time against Spurs with a muscular problem. Mikel Arteta revealed yesterday that he was going to go through some tests. There was no guarantee he was going to be available. There were doubts over his participation. And Saka is one of those players who I feel is so, so important um, that he... Uh, needs to be protected, wrapped in cotton wool. And Pepe's been good of late. You know, Pepe has come into games and and made impacts. He's uh, performed well when given opportunities. There's a lot of competition in those front four positions for Arsenal at the minute. Um, And because of that, Pepe's probably not got as much game time as his upturn in form maybe deserves. And he's been a bit unlucky in that sense. But I'd start him tonight um, and I'd start him from the right-hand side. On the left-hand side, I would go with Willian. Um, Sorry, no, I'm not. Scrap that. I would go with Martinelli. I would go with Gabriel Martinelli uh, from the left-hand side. And, you know, I talked about it yesterday. I talked about the the fact that I wouldn't be panicking about Martinelli's lack of game time right now. But I feel like this is a good opportunity to give him a run out from the start. You know, whoever plays on the left flank for Arsenal is is tasked very much with uh, driving into these inside spaces and almost creating gaps for Tierney to bomb down the left-hand side, dragging players in field and subsequently creating that space for, for the fullback. And Martinelli will do that. You know, he's a right-footed player, likes to operate from the left, really good killer instinct inside the penalty area, works extremely hard and could be um, an asset in the press. And I think I would go with Gabriel Martinelli. And the great thing about having this this kind of system that we have now, these three can interchange, right? Emil Smith-Rowe could easily slot in on the right, slot in on the left. Pepe could easily drop in behind the centre-forward. So could Martinelli. And I really like that fluidity that having these two uh, deep-lying midfield players gives Arsenal. And um, so, yeah, I would go with Martinelli from the left. I know a lot of people would disagree with that. And again, I talked about the competition. I talked about people being um, unlucky to not be in the side at times when their performances have been most impressive. But, you know, I would bring Martinelli in ahead of Willian just because of that. I can see some of you in the chat saying that maybe Willian should play in the number 10. Um, And I'm not against that either, but... You know, I, this is what I would go with. As I say, listen, this is not necessarily what I think Mikel would do. This is what I would do. Um, we talked about the ability to make those changes. And I feel like the fact that we can make those changes will probably make Mikel feel a little bit more comfortable with rotating just slightly heavier. And up top for me, providing everything is uh, is done and dusted, there has been a line drawn under the incident Then Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang should start up front. Of course, Fresh didn't play uh, against Spurs at the weekend. So uh would like to see him come back into the team and hopefully he can come into the side, put in a good shift, put in a good performance and prove to everybody that there has been a line drawn under the incident, despite him speeding off in his sports car, having been uh, snubbed by Mikel Arteta at the weekend. Um, let's uh, let's go over to the live chat and see what some of you guys are saying. Uh, again, bear with me if I miss out some of the comments that the chat box is constantly updating and I will give you an opportunity to chuck your questions into the chat box. But let me just once more run through my starting lineup. That's Harry's starting lineup to face Olympia goals. Not necessarily the one I believe Mikel will pick, but I'd go Leno in goal, Bellerin and Tierney at fullback. Marie and Louise would be my central defensive pairing 
with a deep midfield pivot of Granite Xhaka alongside Danny Ceballos. Emile Smith-Rowe in the number 10 position. Pepe on the right. Martinelli on the left. And Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang through the middle. So that is my side. And uh, feel free to let me know your thoughts in the live chat box. Right, uh, let's go over to that live chat box now. And T-Talks uh, talking about Thomas Partey. He says he needs game time for his conditioning, Harry. Partey and the others won't train intense enough for him to regain full fitness due to how many games we have in a short period. It's a really interesting point you make because I, I get it. Like I get where you're coming from and I get the the idea that Thomas Partey will, you know, playing more will, will get up to speed quicker. But I think he's played a lot lately and there's still been no real sign of him pushing forward in terms of his condition, in terms of his fitness. And that worries me a little bit. And now I'm wondering if whether the right approach with Thomas Partey is for him to play less frequently. Will he be able to play at a higher intensity if he is given a rest in between? I, I think we've tried the approach of playing him every single time he's available. And I don't think his condition has improved off the back of that. So now if I were Mikel, I'd be tempted to try going the other way. And I'd look at the fact that we've got West Ham um, at the weekend and I'd, I'd give him a rest. But I understand why people want to see him play. I understand why people feel the way you do, T. I get it. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. I think we've tried the play him every time he's fit approach and it doesn't seem to be working in terms of getting him up to speed. So for me, I'd probably go the other way now. Give it a try. See how he responds uh, on Sunday. Uh, Sam makes a point that uh, we need to be careful with Emil Smith-Rowe. He's so injury prone. I completely agree. Uh, we do need to be careful with him. But I also am worried about the amount of football that Martin Erdegaard has played of late. And I think that we need to be careful with him as well. Just because uh, he's not broken down yet doesn't mean he won't. And I, I'd imagine that behind the scenes, the medical team are very hot on this and they're you know, monitoring these players and the likelihood of them breaking down uh, from with an injury based on the data that they have available to them. But yeah, that's, um, I would play him tonight. But again, look, I talk, we talked about it. You know, if, if Arsenal go into a really even more commanding position inside 20, 30 minutes, then you can start in the second half looking at changes and saving people's legs and, uh, you know, not taking risks with some of these players. But I would be um, a little bit cautious about making too many, about leaving too many of these guys out from the beginning. Uh, Moss 52 says, I don't like the way Bellerin and Pepe combine it. If it's Pepe, then Cedric should be behind him. I've, I've made a really interesting video, which, um, I was going to put out today, um, a piece of members content, but because we've got so much content coming your way today, we've got this show, we've got the, uh, the live watch along coming at 5 40 PM. And then we've got the post-match show. I'm actually going to save it till tomorrow. Uh, but there's a members-only video dropping about Hector Bellerin, um, whether or not we should sell him, um, the role he plays in this side tactically. Because I think what you're saying there, Moss, is an interesting point. And I agree with you that they don't combine as well as Cedric and Pepe combine. But I think there's a tactical element to that as well. And there's a it's a tactical element that I don't think he's applied as frequently when Cedric plays at right back or hasn't been for whatever reason. That could be due to the opponent we're playing at the time or whatever. But I explain all of that in that video uh, with some heat maps and some some deep analysis on, on Hector Bayern. So um, 
I will uh, I'll put that video out for our members uh, tomorrow. Big hello to Noor, who's joined us from Penang in Malaysia. He says, Harry, keep them coming. Appreciate them. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate that, too, uh, and your support. Um, let's uh, keep going through the chat. Um, Brad Richardson would like to see Matt Ryan play. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Saeed Abdullah says, good lineup, but I think El Nenny will start because he was in the press conference yesterday. I wouldn't be surprised if El Nenny started. I think Granite Xhaka definitely will, though. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Um, I think it will be him and one of the others. But yeah, um, that's a good shout. El Nenny could, could be in contention. As I say, this is not the team that I truly believe Mikel will pick. It's the one I think that I would probably pick. Uh, big hello to the signature and thank you for your very, very kind super chat donation it is very much appreciated um so thank you um it's uh it's, it's great to have your support he says sorry harry martinelli has the same level of ability to saka if mikel is to blame then fire him not playing real talent i've got no faith in mikel um one second let's just make sure yep there we go. Uh, thank you so much. I'm just making sure that I gave you uh, the uh, the credit to the right person there. I doubted myself because another comment came up on top of it. Uh, but thank you so much. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, the real captain talks about Bellerin tucking into the midfield more often than the overlap. Yeah, agreed. And I I don't want to give away the video, but and and what is in it? But yeah, that you're you're along the right lines. Uh, Ekene Ogbodo says, I know Xhaka is durable, but I'm beginning to get worried about him. There are just some players, Ekene, that um, that are more durable than others. You make a really, really good point. Um, and I just I think that he's one of those players right now that you can rely on and trust uh, to be at the right level physically week in, week out. And Delisu follows that up with Harry. If Xhaka starts tonight, do you think he'll also play against West Ham? with all the football he's played. I think he probably will. Um, as I keep saying, I think he's so, so important to us tactically at the minute. Um, he's not everybody's cup of tea. I know that there is an error in there from time to time, but um, I, I think he's really important. And I think the least that whenever he's available and fit, he will play. Right. Get your questions in the live chat for the last few minutes of the stream. Uh, drop any questions you may have on tonight's game or anything Arsenal related into the chat box. And I'll pick up a couple of those uh, before we sign out. Let's check in where we're at in terms of likes so far. I always bang on about them. I always talk about them. But likes are so, so important for the growth of the channel. And at the moment, we've only got 33 likes, but there's over... 170 of you tuned in on YouTube right now. So if you haven't done so already, smash that like button. It is so, so important. Really, really helps. And uh, I'd love your support. So thank you. Um, get your questions in. As I say, uh, Thomas says uh, he wants Arteta out, the Cronkies out, Edu out and Vinay out. Thomas, we're, we're not even out yet. We're, what are you so annoyed about Mikel Arteta again for? <laughs> Have some faith, Thomas. Have some faith, mate. Um, Kassirye joins us from Uganda. He says, Harry, much love from Uganda. I wish I could add Sumare of Lille to our midfield. He would be so great. I've heard great things uh, about Sumare. I, I, I've got to be honest, I don't know a great deal about him. I'm not big um, on on my French football, but I've heard brilliant things about him. And yeah, uh, perhaps he's someone that Arsenal can consider in the summer transfer window. Um Patrick says, uh, will Oba start tonight? 
Uh, I think he probably will. Yeah, uh, if I had to guess, I think that'll probably be uh, be the um, the decision of Mikel Arteta. If indeed a line actually has been drawn under the incident, as we were led to believe. Uh, T Talk says, "Are you doing a watch along for the draw tomorrow? If we go through, work permitting, I will." Um, if I don't get to do the draws or watch along, I'll do an immediate reaction video, literally straight after it. Um, but it just depends on 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 uh, work because I'm I'm writing tomorrow, uh, so just gotta just gotta work it out. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to do that. It'd be good fun. The problem with doing a watch along on the on the draws is that they just talk so much crap throughout the draw, and you know it's just a really dragged out process, isn't it? So I don't know if I'd rather do that or just bring you guys a video where we can actually focus on the facts um, instead of speculating uh, once the draw has been made. Matt G says, if you found out that Oba was one of the other players who refused to take a pay cut, would that change your opinion of him? Interesting question, but I don't think it would. Um, I actually thought that the club's request to get players to take a pay cut was a little bit cheeky considering they weren't giving um, them the much information about what it was going to lead to, considering they still made people redundant, uh, considering all the things that went on after that. I didn't really have an issue with Mesut Ozil asking where his money was going to go. So I'd be a hypocrite if I said that it was going to um, make me dislike Aubameyang or change my view on him. I think that the players, if you're going to take a pay cut, have a right to know why that pay cut is is being done and what exactly the club planned to achieve by doing that. And they didn't give uh, clarity on that uh, from what we're led to believe. Aditya says, do you think Sander Berger will be a good addition to this Arsenal squad? I'm not a massive fan of his, um, but there is reported interest and I don't really get, um, I don't really get what, what, um, what the, the fuss is about him, if I'm honest. Um, Brad Richardson says, what Arsenal moment would you want made into a film like 89? Really interesting question. Uh, maybe the, um, Maybe the title win at Old Trafford. Because for me, like, look, I know we won the league at, at Spurs and all that. Um, and that was obviously great. But for me, the way we did it at Old Trafford was just, uh, the, you know, that was at the height of the arsenal Man United rivalry. That for me was was amazing. So um, I'd probably go with that one. But it's a really good question and one I'd probably like to think about a little bit longer. But yeah, really good question. Um <laughs> Sam says, when are the Bellerin and Willian figurines uh, arriving? I haven't even ordered them yet. I need to get on that quickly. Uh, but yeah, uh, to, to uh, I was going to say to be continued. That's not the right term. Coming soon is the, is the right one. There we go. Right. We're going to leave it there because we're going to be back, as I said, at 5.40 p.m. tonight for our live watch along of Arsenal versus Olympiacos in the second leg of their UEFA Europa League round of 16 tie. Really, really looking forward uh, to what should, in theory, and I stress the in theory part, uh, be a comfortable evening for the Gunners. So uh, fingers crossed uh, we can get through without, without it being a nervy one, without any uh, mini heart attacks, etc., etc. Uh, so looking forward to that. Come and join me for that. Um, as I say, from 5.40. And of course, we'll be bringing you some post-match reaction following the game as well. So lots and lots to come uh, on the Chronicles of Aguna. Subscribe, hit the like button, join the memberships if you haven't already. And I'll see you guys soon. Cheers. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Arsenal.
Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.